Hey everyone, this is Rob Gruen broadcasting once again from beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So, I'm going to title this broadcast, Honoring Christ with Your Thoughts will translate to Honoring Christ in All Areas of Life. I'm just going to title it, for the sake of simplicity, Honoring Christ with Your Thoughts. So, I'm going to start with a very well-known, and this is my life verse, this is uh, 2 Corinthians 10.5, which says, Casting down imaginations and every high and lofty thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We make every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. Let me say that again. This is 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Casting down imaginations, and every high and lofty thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ. This verse has been monumentally powerful, along with another verse that I'm going to get to shortly, in helping me, or the Holy Spirit helping me rather, overcome uh, temptation and sin in all of its forms. When the Holy Spirit has laid, has laid this verse on me, and laid also Romans 12 too, which I'm going to get to briefly, in that this is how I can overcome in the spirit realm and in life in that when I cast down imaginations, in other words, when I have a tempting thought that crosses my mind and I cast it down immediately and I take it captive and I make it, I take captive to make it obedient to Christ, right? So I want to say again that the word captive in the Greek language with which the New Testament was written means arrest or take hold of. In other words, when you have a tempting or sinful thought, Take, arrest it in the spirit of mind immediately and bring it to Jesus the judge to be dealt with as quickly. Because when we don't entertain tempting and or sinful thoughts and, and take them captive to Christ immediately, that's where we have victory. That's how we, if, that's how we overcome in the spirit realm and in life. And that's why I'm going I'm to address this, how this translates, where how we honor Christ in our thoughts translates to honoring him and others for that matter in life because when we don't allow temptation to um, we don't entertain it we don't dwell on it but we take those thoughts captive immediately to be to and take them to Christ to be dealt with immediately that's how we overcome in the Lord and in life it's with the Lord and in life overcome sin and temptation and the more like I said before too more captivated we are by Christ, the more the easier it is to take our thoughts captive to Him. So we ha have this ongoing re revelation and intimacy relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and then that empowers us to overcome in temptation and sin, and in life. This is true. This is powerful, and that's why this has been my life verse right now, that when I take every thought captive, cast, and I cast down imaginations and every high and lofty thought that sets itself against the knowledge of God. See, it's, it's a thought that sets itself against the knowledge of God that we have to take captive seriously, aggressively, assertively, and bring it to Jesus, the righteous judge, to be dealt with immediately. That's how we live the overcoming lifestyle, my friends. That's how and where 
live the overcoming lifestyle with Christ and in life. All right, let's go right now to uh, Romans, Romans 12, there's one, verse 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercies, mercy rather, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. Let's read this again. This is Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. You see, this verse is hugely connected to the verse I just um, read to you guys from 2 Corinthians 10.5. Because Paul, um, he's, this is not... Um, a passive thing that but he's 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 urging the family of god the brothers and sisters in christ in view of god's mercies to offer them their bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true and proper worship see paul's connecting how we live conduct wise in terms of sacrificial love and how we view and treat our bodies as a as a true as the the true and proper worship but then he goes on to say if you listen to this carefully do not conform to the pattern of this world now why would paul say don't conform to the pattern of this world well the answer my dear friends is that the pattern of this world is in stark contrast to the way will and word of god but be transformed by the renewal of your mind see the fact that we've been raised in the world think like the world act like the world speak like the world means that our minds need drastic transformation by the power of God, His Holy Spirit, and His Word, so we can have our minds renewed instead of stayed in Him. See, after that, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. It's having our minds renewed by the Holy Spirit of God and through His revelation through Scripture that gets our minds renewed. And then, when we have that, um, planted, so to speak, we'll be able to see what God, test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. My dear brothers and sisters, in case you haven't noticed, you, you and I have to take our thoughts seriously, captively, assertively to Christ. Our thought life, man, is so hugely important to overcoming with Christ and in life. It's huge, huge, huge. I've said it once and I'll say it again. The battle for your soul is waged in the spirit of your mind. If you want to overcome with Christ and in life, you must take your thought life seriously. You must aggressively, assertively take your thoughts captive to Christ and be captivated by Christ. See, it's the beauty, majesty, and everlasting eternal majesty 
and love of God that gets us to this place when we cooperate with the Holy Spirit of being so captivated by him that taking thoughts captive to him becomes second nature. Which, by the way, isn't to say that we're never ever tempted by temp any tempting or and or sinful thought again. But when you live in this, like, you know, Paul talks about going from glory to glory, right? So when we live in this place of seeking intimacy with God, first and foremost, you know, as the word says in Luke 10, 27, right? To love the Lord our God with all our hearts, soul, mind, and strength. And our neighbor itself. But see, the, the, the verse is structured in terms of importance. What the most important thing in life to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And this is hugely connected to how, see, Paul says too, sorry, not Paul, Jesus says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. See, that our soul is our mind, will, and emotion. So Jesus is one thing about, you know, one third of our soul is our mind. And he also mentions mind specifically. So taking our thoughts captive to him is incredibly important. Now, of course, everything else Jesus mentioned in terms of sequence is priority too. Obviously, loving the Lord with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yes, the way we operate in life in all facets, and that's everything, right? So basically, literally, Jesus is saying, love God with everything you've got and people consequently. That's huge. So now, my dear brothers and sisters, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 6, 18 to 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 to 20. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples? of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Let's read this again. This is 1 Corinthians 6, 18-20. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. Whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. <clears throat> you see, obviously, this, this, uh, these three verses are concern itself with sexual purity. The thing I want to address is, like, you know, Paul says in this text um, that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Were bought at a price that of course is jesus um you know coming to he gave himself as a as a ransom for many right so the the price that paul's talking about is our salvation how much it cost christ his own life and that's what makes our bodies not our own anymore which is why we're called to honor god with our bodies you know it's also connected to that the first verse that i of uh, romans uh Paul 1, right, where Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, mercy, to um, honor your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is your, you know, true and proper worship. So, but again, it's, it's a, and the progress here is that when we honor God in our thoughts, take our thoughts captive to him, 
that's how we get to the place of honoring him with our bodies, our lives. You see, because, my dear brothers and sisters, I'm going to contrast this um, list two in a second from Galatians 5, uh, 19 to uh, 23. And, get, and this is how, um, you know, Paul, I've, I said to people, sh you should really contrast this list with the, uh, the verse that I quoted, I'll quote it again to you from 2 Corinthians 10, 5 how we go from the progress of um, casting down imaginations and taking thoughts captive to Christ and, you know, the victory that we have in him. In terms of sanctification, you know, we no longer walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Another good text for that, if you want to read it on your own, is um, Romans 8, 1 to 17, where Paul contrasts, you know, life in the spirit to life um, according to the flesh lived out. But it starts in the thought, in the spirit of our mind, how we where our thoughts are going. Because, like I said, your thought life is so important in terms of victory with Christ and in life. All right, so this is, sorry, I'm going to quote the, uh, the verse one more time. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down imaginations, every high and lofty thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, we make every thought, take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. See, if all thoughts that are against the knowledge of God lead to one, some, or all of these. This is Galatians 19, sorry, Galatians 5, 19 to 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Now, and Paul ends that by saying, I would have warned you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, I, every thought that sets itself up against knowledge of God, which Paul addresses in 2 Corinthians 10.5, will eventually lead to one, some, or all of the list that I've just read, in Galatians 19, Galatians 5, 19 to 21. But for those of us who have been set free in Christ, this is what he empowers us to live like. It's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Man. That's the this is the fruit of the spirit, right? That that we're empowered to live by because we've been ransomed and bought with the price that Paul talks about, right? So this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. That we're empowered because of what God has done for us in Christ to live according to the Spirit and live the fruits of the Spirit out. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness self-control against such there is no law Whew. yeah so again taking your thoughts captive to christ empowers you to live for christ and it'll give you the victory in life as well because it's by taking thoughts captive to him that empowers to live life for him and victoriously in life 
Love you all.